0: Hi, wherever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arkali, and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program...
1: So essentially what we are going to do is, it's a 10-week, it's almost like a, a trailer to use AI, ML, and analytics into your business. So we are going to build a business and industry-specific expertise in AI, uh, help these startups build relevant industry-specific
0: solutions, That's after these headlines. Google's parent Alphabet reported strong results for its fiscal third quarter that ended September 30th, with better than expected ad sales at Google. The company reported revenues for the quarter rose 15% in constant currency terms year on year to $65.1 billion. Profits rose 68% to nearly $19 billion. Google Cloud saw revenues rise to almost five billion dollars from three point four five billion dollars a year ago, with operating losses halving to about six forty four million dollars. Zolve, a digital bank, has raised three hundred crore rupees or forty million dollars in Series A funding. The round was led by partners of DST Global, who have previously led rounds in prominent fintech companies such as Robinhood, New Bank, Chime, Revolut, and Wealthsimple. Zolv said in a press release. The round also saw participation from Tiger Global, Alkian Capital, as well as existing investors Axel and Lightspeed Venture Partners. The 10-month-old startup, started by Ragunandan G., co-founder of ride-hailing service Taxi for Sure that was acquired by Ola, will use the money to scale up its services, including offering banking services to Indians going to the US. The investment value Zolve at Rs. 1,575 crore, rupees or about $210 million, according to the release. Dehat, an agri-tech company in Gurugram, near Delhi, has raised $115 million in Series D funding to expand its operations, Shashank Kumar, co-founder and CEO, said in a tweet. Dehat sees itself as a full-stack agri-platform, meaning it aims to help farmers from everything from farm inputs and finance to scientific information and advice to selling their produce. This investment, co-led by Sofina and Lightrock, is the largest funding round for an agri-tech startup in India, according to TechCrunch. Temasek and existing investors, Process Ventures, RTP Global, Sequoia Capital India and FMO also participated in the new round, which brings Dehats total funding to $161 million, according to TechCrunch. In more agri startup news, Gramophone, which also offers services similar to Dehat, has raised $10 million in Series B funding led by Z3 Partners. Gramophone will use the money to expand its operations, including acquiring other ventures, the company said in a press release. Existing investors InfoEdge, Asha Impact, and Siena Capital also joined the funding. Dhruva Space, a space tech startup in Hyderabad, has raised 22 crore rupees or about $3 million led by IAN Fund and Blue Ashwa Capital as it gears up to launch satellite-as-a-service, space-grade solar arrays and ground station solutions in India and abroad, the company said in a press release. With operations in Hyderabad and Austria, Druva is already executing orders worth several millions of dollars and expects to add customers in the US and West Asia. Sangita Bhavi spends a lot of time talking to startup founders every day the Director of Microsoft India's Startup Ecosystem Unit, started out as a developer herself and is active in multiple networks, including SaaS Boomi. In today's interview, Sangeeta tells us about AI Innovate, a new program at Microsoft India focused on helping startups take advantage of Microsoft's AI technologies. Here's more from our conversation. Sangeeta, uh, welcome to this podcast. Thank you for making time for this. For folks who are uh, not familiar with your work, maybe uh, you can start with uh, a snapshot of uh, the work that you do. We'll go from there.
1: Uh, sure. Thanks, aryan You know, thanks for having me uh, on your podcast. Uh, what I essentially do in my current role is uh, help startups literally from an uh, idea to an exit uh, kind of journey, right? Uh, whether it is in terms of just uh, ideation and building an MVP, or identifying the product market fit, or, you know, like once a product market fit is available uh, or identified, how do you basically scale that product on the backbone of the Microsoft uh, machinery? Both tech and business is what essentially I uh, enable entrepreneurs to
0: Mm. do. Working at uh, Microsoft, I would imagine you would focus on uh, developers building uh, enterprise software. Uh, although uh, we'll come to it later, in, in your Innovate program, you also mentioned B2C. So what are some of the uh, noteworthy uh, emerging trends in the way developers, in what developers are focusing on uh, in the enterprise software space today?
1: Um, so enterprise, if you look at uh, enterprise, it's all going the SaaS way, right? Like literally the world is getting uh, SaaSified. Uh, on an average, what about uh, the Western uh, enterprises uh, run about 1,000 dot size applications in their own organization. And you're seeing that trend also come in India. It's like you're seeing public sector organizations uh, adopt SaaS solutions. So horizontal SaaS is, uh, is growing a lot, but also in terms of vertical SaaS solutions, which are focused uh, on specific... Uh, Areas. If you look at what ZNOP has done in uh, the spa and uh, salon space, uh, we are seeing a lot of those vertical uh, solutions also emerging. Be it in uh, in the SMB mid market, or even in areas specific to say uh, agriculture. Uh, you know, just bridging the gap of the farm to kind of thing. Looking at uh, digitizing that entire supply chain, making the Data transparent and available to all the stakeholders in the supply chain. Those are the kind of solutions which are uh, which are emerging. And I think specifically because of the pandemic, right? The the folks who are on the who are fence sitters, uh, they don't have any other choice but to adopt uh, solutions. So this whole shift of uh, you know looking at contactless uh, UI experiences across all the industries is becoming extremely common. Uh, Making sure uh, automation and AI ML, how to use some of these to to actually automate all the central operations across uh, banking, uh, retail, uh, automotive manufacturing, again, uh, becoming uh, extremely mainstream. I think the uh, the other thing when India actually is leading is in the fintech space, right? Because of what the government has done uh, related to UBI fintech across both enterprises as well as uh, you know B two C is uh, is is just uh, growing really fast, and there specifically because there is a there is now access uh, to the uh, to the people who didn't have uh, earlier access to finance. Uh, and and banking, uh, technologies to analyze, do the credit risk modeling or uh, fraud risk uh, for remote services, that's becoming, those are the kind of solutions which are now uh, coming up across
0: industries, Harry. Mm. You you mentioned uh, some verticals, uh, I was also thinking Which are some of the areas and verticals that are seeing a lot of developer activity uh, out of India? I mean, some of the ones that come to my mind are, you know, CRM, uh, data management, and security. Of course, as you already mentioned, in terms of verticals, you already mentioned fintech. I guess uh, uh, edtech and healthcare, are also other areas and and agri. Uh, So, what do you see happening, both in terms of uh, types of software and in in terms of uh, software uh, vertical, sorry, startup verticals? Uh, so one is in the in the,
1: uh, in the horizontal uh, set of the CRM kind of solutions, right? Uh, having specific uh, uh, CRM solutions for uh, cohorts. So now we are seeing solutions which are CRM solutions which are coming specifically for say the D two C uh, businesses, or uh, even horizontal solutions which uh, enhance productivity of sellers. So sales coach uh, solutions, which uh, which actually listen into how sellers are uh, selling uh, software or selling their businesses to end cust- customers. And AI enabled sales coaches, which actually train sellers saying that, hey, you know, these are the things you should have said or these are the things you should not have said. So enhancing that seller productivity is, is becoming uh, common across all industries, be it tech-enabled industries or even, uh, you know, non-tech industries. The uh, other aspect, which is uh, coming up in a big way, is this entire uh, collaboration uh, software. Uh, Considering what has happened in the last uh, 18 months because of the pandemic, uh, enhancing employee uh, uh, collaboration across different functions and relevant uh, software solutions, uh, we are seeing a lot of adoption uh, related to that. And two other areas where uh, I think uh, there is uh, there are initial signals where India is coming up with these um, uh, these solutions. One is related to security, because there is a lot of now uh, you know innovation and computation happening on the edge. So how do you basically provide uh, security for everything that happens on the edge is becoming uh, critical, and there are uh, interesting startups which are helping solve that problem. That's one. The second thing is, uh, I mentioned the sellers and the salespeople uh, enhancing the productivity. On the other side of the spectrum, what we are seeing is that there are uh, solutions and software uh, tools which are helping enhance uh, productivity of developers. Ultimately, for anyone, be it a startup or any tech-enabled organization, what they want is how to basically get maximum. Uh, velocity out of a uh, out of a developer, right? And there are very interesting uh, software solutions, be it the likes of uh, Postman or be it the likes of BrowserStack, who are who are helping, uh, you know, give the right kind of uh, tools in the hands of a developer.
0: Mm. Uh, so you've uh, recently announced uh, a new program, the AI, you know, Microsoft AI Innovate Program to. Help startups working uh, specifically in the field of uh, AI. Uh, tell us a bit about this program.
1: Uh, sure. Before that, maybe I'll take a take you know a couple of minutes to first tell you our our philosophy of how we work with startups, right, at Microsoft, and that will give a flavor of you know why we uh, created the Microsoft AI program. Our philosophy of engaging with startups has been how can we actually become an ecosystem builder across everything that we do for our startup. We have the Microsoft from startups program, which is the umbrella program. In that, there are three phases that we have uh, in the program. And this is very much aligned with the journey of the startup. So if you look at the phase one of the program, which is, uh, you know, the startup starts its journey. uh, What do they essentially need? They need good mentors. They need coaches. They need uh, agile and fast uh, sort of tech and business support so to enable all of this, we have uh, we have launched Founders Hub, which essentially provides uh, it, it removes all the traditional barriers that are there in terms of accessing technology, accessing expert mentorship. As part of that tech mentorship, we have uh, launched a partner accelerator, which provides uh, you know gives access to our cloud expert partners. Who uh, essentially complement the capabilities of the Microsoft engineers, which work with startups. At the second phase, when startup is scaling, they essentially need to put out innovative features faster. They need to scale the tech. They need to make it more secure. Uh, so this is where uh, you know we have a, an end-to-end tech program where we get startups to talk to our security experts. That's sort of the main uh, focus. For any startup, be it in the B two B or B two C space, how do you make your uh, tech uh, secure, right? Across identity, compliance, device management, uh, all across all uh, clouds and platforms that they are uh, working. With. And as part of that program, we also make sure that uh, you know the tech is scalable. Once the startup has reached a PMF. Uh, uh, they need to start scaling their business, but they also need to sc- start scaling their tech, right? So we have the right kind of tech architects, uh, cloud solution architects in specific areas who engage with these startups, over them, literally be like the uh, tech advisor to these startups to help scale the technology platform. And then in the third phase we have, when the startup has reached CDC, CDC, uh, Kind of funding, they are ready to scale. Either uh, you know they start looking at uh, at doing vertical integration and create new product line, or they are looking at expanding across geographies. This is where it's almost like a like a marriage of sorts, which uh, happens with Microsoft, where we not only provide them uh, technology and product partnership, but we also provide them business partnership. So we marry all of these together for the startup, so that they get. Multiple uh, surfaces of discovery of their solution when they are selling it to enterprises, and then through our business enablement partnership, we help startups actually sell to uh, enterprises and mid markets, not just in India but across uh, the geographies that they're focused on. And then just two other uh, areas where you know we uh, provide uh, uh, end-to-end supporters. We also have a horizontal, which is essentially M12, which is our venture arm of uh, Microsoft. Wherever startups are looking for funding, we provide that kind of uh, matchmaking. And then the uh, the, the second aspect is the core engineering. This is one area where Microsoft uh, works very different. Uh, All of the tech support which comes from startups, it doesn't come from the business arm of Microsoft. All of the tech people who engage with startups are of Microsoft engineers who have expertise in specific areas, and this helps bridge that gap of you know finding the right tech expert to talk to uh, the right person in a startup and uh, problem solve uh, immediately. Now, coming specifically uh, to the Microsoft AI Innovate Program, right? Why we uh, created this program is AI is not going to or uh, be there in a few years. It's just going to become mainstream. It's going to be very much an integral part of everything that we do, uh, and for us to maximize that uh, AI's AI potential and mitigate the risks, we need to develop AI in a way that is uh, responsible, and trust. People who are adopting AI actually uh, need to be, uh, you know, need to be uh, made aware of how they can uh, use AI to the maximum potential of their business. So the program that we have created is, it actually aims to empower startups for uh, driving meaningful innovations, and not just meaningful innovations uh, for for uh, driving businesses, but also for enhancing the own skilling of the people who are working in these startups. So essentially what we are going to do is, it's a 10-week, it's almost like a, a trailer to use AI, ML, and analytics into your business. So we are going to build a uh, business and industry specific ex- expertise in AI, uh, help these startups build relevant industry specific solutions. And we are bringing in our industry experts our Microsoft Research and our engineering experts who are going to help, uh, you know, structure that use case and scenario for these, uh, for these startups. And the third aspect is, uh, future-proof skilling, be it, if, it is, uh, if the person is a CX, so a business-specific uh, role that the person does, or a tech-specific role. So we have actually created a, a skilling and certification program for these two roles of understanding how to uh, you know use AI or how to adopt AI. So that's essentially what we are doing. So uh, for the first three months, we are looking at a cohort uh, for uh, fintech and uh, manufacturing logistics. And in the subsequent uh, quarters, we will also be addressing uh, other industries as we uh, scale this program.
0: Uh, this helps. I mean, uh, I, I did mean to ask a little bit about uh, a bit of a history of Microsoft's uh, engagement with startups in India. In fact, I missed out on that before asking about the, the AI Innovate program. So it's good that you covered it uh, on your own. Uh, so. Briefly, can you take us through how the, the 10 weeks uh, are going to be structured and uh, typically who should attend? Should there be founders or senior executives from these startups? Uh, so the 10 weeks, are the st- so one is uh, who should be attending
1: the program, right? The program is both for uh, the actual people who are uh, working on AI, ML, uh, data scientists, developers, uh, you know, it's for the tech people There is. There is a 10 week uh, full engagement. Uh, but also for the founders, for the product heads, uh, for the CTO to understand uh, why AI is important, understanding what's happening in the industry, because we are creating industry specific cohorts. So for a BFSI cohort, what are the kind of, uh, you know, what is happening in the BF- BFSI uh, space? What are the trends that we are seeing? Both from business and how tech is basically uh, uh, enabling those uh, those business scenarios. So, uh, giving a flavor of the industry. Uh, second is also in terms of just giving like a, you know a, an overview of AI ML specific to BFSI, specific to manufacturing logistics. So, for the business people, there is a five week uh, sort of skilling certification, interacting with some of our industry leaders, uh, networking with them. That's the program that's, uh, that's available for business folks. And for the tech folks, it's, uh, it's literally right from ideating, uh, envisioning, understanding what does the product currently do and what are the current gaps. So just, and just take this example uh, forward a little. Suppose there is a startup which is working in the logistics space. The biggest challenge currently in the logistics space is uh, essentially logistics tech is actually digitizing a paper-based industry and do, uh, they're, they're making it all digital. So when you have all of this, how do you quickly automate and drive digitization? How do you basically uh, use computer vision technologies to uh, drive the automation of the digitization that you're doing? Right. So. We are uh, sitting with every startup which gets selected in the cohort, trying to identify what is the current, what is the biggest pain point that the startup has, convert this into a uh, into a use case, and then over the course of the ten weeks, give them uh, technology to help build this use case into uh, getting it integrated as part of the product that happens after the 10 weeks, because this is not just a 10-week engagement. What we do is after the 10 weeks, we are also going to uh, enable, if it is a B2B or a B2B2C startup, uh, we will see how we can take these solutions uh, back to our manufacturing and logistics uh, enterprise customers and match me. So our enterprise customers would be looking at a solution like this. So we will take the startup which builds a solution or use case and uh, help them, uh, you know, bring more uh, business. And then the uh, last part of the program is uh, where we are also helping startups who are looking at basic, uh, how do we basically get the right set of mentors, get the right set of uh, uh, VCs who have agreed to be mentors to these startups and help them structure, uh, you know, how how to actually uh, raise uh, raise funds. That's something that we are uh, doing jointly with uh, Time and as part of the ten weeks and beyond ten weeks
0: uh, program. Hmm. Uh, two questions; they're kind of related to each other. Well, the first one is: uh, You spoke earlier about uh, how, as part of the Microsoft for Startups program in general, well, as uh, start the startups become to uh, begin to mature, you also help them find the customers in markets. Uh, are there instances where Microsoft itself uh, can also become a customer for some of the technologies that these startups uh, develop?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, we look at, uh, of course, I mean, these are two, uh, 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 we keep these as two different uh, independent tracks, uh, but uh, we there have been uh, cases where some of our existing startups have been uh, Customers of Microsoft. So uh, there is a startup which uh, basically provides uh, testing as an infrastructure service for uh, for uh, developers and testers. And we are working with this startup in India. And uh, you know, they our our team in a Microsoft team in Israel was looking at a solution like this. So we just did the matchmaking, and uh, that team Microsoft team in Israel decided to actually. Uh, use the solution and become a customer uh, of this particular startup. This is just one example. There are multiple such examples uh, mm-hmm. where we also look at becoming a customer and giving business uh, to the startup. but the but the true scale comes where uh, you know we open up our uh, Microsoft customers to these startups. It's almost like a speed dating exercise that happens between the startup and our uh, and our Microsoft customers. And we also enable that via the Microsoft partner ecosystem that we have uh, in India. Ultimately, see, if it's a B2B startup uh, hurry and if, it, if the startup basically is looking at selling into uh, either large enterprise customers or mid market, startups can't afford to basically do direct selling, right? They have to, at those, once they reach a certain stage in their uh, journey and business, they need to start looking at channel partnerships. And uh, there have been multiple examples of how channel partnerships and alliance partnerships with Microsoft have scaled. I this is a brilliant example out of here where, uh, you know, literally all the countries that they sell in today is with Microsoft uh, being involved as part of uh, enabling the
0: business them. Okay. So the second part of my question was, uh, Microsoft, of course, works with governments around the world uh, and you get very large contracts. Uh, so, and, and as you know, much better than now, outside observers like me, uh, startups definitely have a challenge uh, getting contracts from uh, you know governments in India. Uh, is there a role that Microsoft uh, is already played or can play in terms of helping your startup partners get government contracts? Oh yes, a very interesting uh, sort
1: of question here. uh, You know, Microsoft, any government that you sell to, right? There is the whole RFP tendering process. Uh, You know, you need to have certain uh, sort of basic requirements uh, with you to sort of meet uh, the government's sort of uh, RFPs that they put out, right? Typically for a startup, it becomes difficult to uh, crack the business. What we do is that uh, we work with partners, we work with uh, advisories, we work with consulting partners, we work with system integrators, and we have a partnership model with them. What we do is it's essentially a matching process that also happens with partners. Uh, Say, for example, there is a system integrator, which is selling into government. What we do is that for that particular project or contract, we look at what is the requirement that the system integrator has. And we then do the matchmaking of saying that, hey, there is an interesting smart metering solution that is available, which you can, you know, work with the startup and provide as part of your end-to-end offering. That's what we call it, the P2P, which is partner-to-partner uh, Connect program and we offer that as part of the overall startup engagement that we do with uh, startups and ISPs,
0: not just in India but uh, across the world. Okay, excellent. Uh, very interesting conversation, Sangeeta. Thank you again for making time for this and I always like to say that I hope to keep the conversation going.
1: Absolutely, my pleasure. Thanks, Harry, for mapping
0: That was Sangeeta Bhavi. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on forbesindia.com and on your favourite podcast apps. I'm Hari Thank you for listening.